Aquaba, Mema Wo Aquaba. That's another greeting from one of the 3,000 plus tribes in Africa. We'll let you know later on in the podcast where it comes from. And I'm sure some of you who speak that language are already smiling and know the answer. I have a very special message on wearing your mask. So listen right at the end of the podcast. It's unforgettable. And anytime you're tempted to wear your mask halfway, you'll always remember this. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Orata Consulting Group, a brain trust supporting governments, public life, and private sector in the adoption of emerging technologies across Africa. So today, the first thing I want to do as we open up the show is to give a shout out to a friend of mine who lives on this continent. We'll not say his identity. However, I want to let you know what he's doing with his colleagues at work is based on Exodus 4.2. Trust me to quote a Bible verse and not say it because, as I said yesterday, we want you to learn and explore for yourselves. Anyway, back to them. They have come up with what's called Care to Share. And each month, they're sending out 50 US dollars to a number of vetted people who have been adversely affected by the COVID-19 crisis. So far, they're supporting three people in Kenya. We'll be adding another five this month. So this is a great case of Africa looking after Africa. And I'm sure there are many, many, many such great stories hidden. Thank you, Dee, and your team. But right now, let's get down to the business of global news. 2.30 p.m. today. Hello, this is the BBC News. Airports and airlines have called for urgent clarification from the government after it emerged that passengers arriving in the UK will be asked to self-isolate for 14 days in response to the coronavirus pandemic. The new restriction is expected to come into force at the end of this month, but there will be some exemptions. Those arriving from the Republic of Ireland and designated key workers such as lorry drivers. The Independent's travel editor Simon Calder says the plan has angered some who are worried about the damage it could do to the industry. The government has effectively said we are crushing all flying until further notice simply because nobody in their right mind, I would suggest, is going to go off for a lovely week in Benidorm and then think, okay, well, I've got to spend two weeks in the same room when I get home, particularly when all my friends are off going to barbecues and parks and things. More of us could be cycling or walking to work after lockdown. That's one of the ideas the government is considering to reduce the pressure on public transport and the roads. The Transport Secretary Grant Shapps is expected to set out more details later. He's also likely to encourage people who've been working from home during the crisis to carry on doing so. Garden centres in England are expected to reopen next week. A government source has told the BBC that centres will be allowed to reopen from Wednesday if they can comply with social distancing measures. This will already be going ahead on Monday in Wales. The number of new cases of the coronavirus continues to soar in Russia, with another 10,000 reported in 24 hours. That brings the total number of confirmed infections there to just under 200,000. 
And the Channel Islands are marking the 75th anniversary of their liberation from Nazi troops. The pandemic has meant some of the planned celebrations have been cancelled, but instead people are taking part in events online. And that's the latest. From Sky News at 4.29pm today. From the Sky News Centre at 2, travellers who've just landed in the UK will have to isolate for two weeks in response to the coronavirus pandemic. The move is expected to be announced by Boris Johnson tomorrow and will apply to passengers arriving here from anywhere other than Ireland. Karen D from the Airport Operators Association says these measures could see airline businesses fold. What we would say to government is they should be under no illusion that this will have a, a really dramatic impact on our sector. And so we're really keen to understand what will be the strategy and the you know, exit strategy to how we can see these measures lifted. Labour's calling for clarity from the Prime Minister about what's going to happen with the lockdown restrictions. Shadow Foreign Secretary Lisa Nandy set out what she wants to hear from the PM tomorrow. Instead of doing regular off-the-record briefings, just comes out this Sunday with real clarity about what is going to happen and why, so that people understand the basis of the rules. Because I think that if people understand the rules, then they're much more likely to follow them. Coast Guard officials say they've had the highest number of call-outs since the lockdown was brought in, blaming it on people breaching the rules. It's recorded 97 incidents in a 24-hour period, over 50% more than the average last month. Tesla's been told it must not reopen its only U.S. car factory as lockdown measures remain in force. Officials in part of California, where it's based, say the only essential businesses can reopen, despite the firm previously telling staff limited production could restart. It's understood a record number of migrants have crossed the English Channel during the lockdown. It's thought more than 140 people were brought ashore to Dover in Kent yesterday. And more than 650,000 people tuned in to watch a live stream of actor Andy Serkis doing a marathon 11-hour reading of The Hobbit. The Lord of the Rings and Hobbit stars raised more than £280,000 for the NHS. That's the latest. I'm Victoria Lawrence. From CNBC Tech Check at 8.14pm yesterday. I'm Kate Rooney and here is your CNBC Tech Check. Tesla CEO Elon Musk telling employees in an email that the electric car maker would attempt to restart production at its car plant in Fremont, California on Friday afternoon. Tesla's Fremont plant will resume, quote, limited operations, bringing back around 30% of its employees normally working on a shift. California lifted health and safety restrictions on manufacturing this week. Apple is reportedly shifting some of its AirPod production to Vietnam this quarter. Roughly 30% or 3 to 4 million of its AirPods will be produced in Vietnam rather than in China, the Nikkei Asian Review reported. China is still a key market for Apple and continues to be a major production center for its devices. And Uber CEO Dara Khosrowshahi said drivers should earn health care benefits based on how much they work and Uber would pay for it. The suggestion comes as Uber and other gig economy businesses face mounting pressure to provide health care and other protections for their workers. The coronavirus has magnified the risk gig workers take on interacting with customers without the financial protections that come with being a full-time employee. That's it from the West Coast. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday. From Bloomberg First Word at 11.31 p.m. yesterday.
Bloomberg has learned that a White House aide has tested positive for coronavirus infection. This is the second person working at the executive residence to contract the virus this week. Earlier in the week, a member of the military who works on the White House grounds tested positive for the virus. President Trump and Vice President Pence said Thursday that they are each now tested daily for the virus. After fighting to get the government's case against him thrown out, former Trump aide Michael Flynn may not be completely out of the woods just yet. Flynn must get the green light from federal judge Emmett Sullivan, and that's not guaranteed. Judge Sullivan could ask for a hearing on the Justice Department's decision to seek a dismissal. Flynn had pleaded guilty to lying to FBI agents in connection with the investigation into Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. Encouraging news today from New York Governor Andrew Cuomo at his daily briefing, the governor said, quote, we are finally ahead of this virus. The governor says he is looking at the data and the science and not the, quote, emotions and politics to determine when it will be safe to reopen his state. And when asked what he would say to the millions of New Yorkers out of work, he said, quote, there is no doubt that this is a horrendous period to live through. New York has had more than 330,000 cases of coronavirus. Global News 24 hours a day on air and on Quick Take by Bloomberg, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in over 120 countries. I'm Mark Crumpton. This is Bloomberg. From DW News Brief at 2 p.m. today. This is DW News and these are our top stories. Russia is marking the 75th anniversary of the victory over Nazi Germany in World War II. The annual parade on Red Square in Moscow, usually the highlight of Victory Day celebrations, has been postponed due to the coronavirus. Friday prayers have resumed in towns and cities in Iran. Only mosques in places deemed to be at low risk from the coronavirus. Iran has started easing measures to contain the virus despite fears of a spike in infections. The European Commission wants to keep international travel restrictions in place until the middle of June. The ban on non-essential travel was imposed in March to limit the spread of the coronavirus. Boeing is to restart production of its 737 MAX passenger jet before the end of this month. The plane was grounded following two crashes which killed more than 300 people. Questions over safety, safety had already hit Boeing's bottom line before the virus halted most air travel. This is DW News from Berlin. You can follow us on Twitter at DW News or visit our website. That's DW.com. Okay, great. So we've done our global catch-up from around the world. And it's time for Africa, I gotcha. So today, I want to speak to all farmers listening who grow crops. This is a question. How many of you have ever tested your soils? And how many of you are buying fertilizers every planting season to add onto your fields. Why is this important? Did you know that according to statistics from FAO, that's the Food and Agriculture Organization, for example, an average maize yield in Kenya is about half of that in India, one third of that in Mexico, 
and less than one-sixth of those recorded in France or United States. Okay, let me share an analogy on testing. Why does a doctor ask for a test on your blood or stool when doing an investigative process? Because they need to determine what the problem is and then prescribe the procedure or a medication. So how can you simply be putting fertilizer into your soils without knowing what it needs? But the other answer is this. There is big cartels, suppliers, and aggravate stockists that just want you to buy, buy, and buy. So today, I have shared three different links on just how invaluable soil testing is to farming. And remember, I want you to read, query, and then apply. Okay, so signing out. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with Orata Consulting Group, a brain trust supporting governments, public and private sector in the adoption of emerging technologies across Africa. So, our greeting, Akwaba Mema Wo Akwaba, is from the Twi language from the Gold Coast, Ghana, where I have some of the greatest and some of my best friends. Africa Agacha is in the role, and today we are addressing farming. More than 60% of the population of sub-Saharan Africa is smallholder farmers, and about 23% of the sub-Saharan Africa GDP comes from agriculture. Yet agriculture is nowhere near its full potential. So remember, stay home, stay safe, stay alive. We are overcoming COVID-19, social distancing, wash your hands well, lather, lather with soap and wash off with running water for at least 20 minutes. 20 seconds up and it's oh my goodness me 20 seconds and listen to me wear your mask properly to match the way you wear your underwear properly okay oriti until monday